Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Welcome back to the Word Podcast. Thank you very much for joining with us today. Hey, let me just put a little plug in here. I haven't said this any time recently, but make sure uh, that you pass the word to friends, family, enemies, whoever it may be, about this time right now, okay, about the podcast and uh, encourage them to join us, uh, show them how to do it, you know, however you're accessing it. There's multitudes of ways to do it, okay? And so that's how we uh, grow. That's how we the, the body expands itself within this arena. It's just by word of mouth. Hey, we're going through Second Samuel, the twenty-second chapter. As we saw in the previous episode, this is a song that David wrote. So let me read those first four verses we've covered already, and then we're going to go through another uh, maybe verse or two today. We'll see. Verse one of Second Samuel twenty-two says this: And David spoke the words of this song to the Lord in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies. And from the hand of Saul, verse two, he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Verse three, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my savior. You save me from violence. Verse four, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. Now, again, that is just a, a, a wondrous declaration of who God is, uh, the relationship that David has with God, how David called upon the Lord in the time of uh, uh, violence and the time when the enemy was coming against him. Then David's actually going to outline some of these things in a poetic style, in a song style, but also in the style of, of, of actually what's happening. When you read about the life of David, you go reading the scripture about it, there were serious things that happened to him. So verse 5, he continues and says this, For, F-O-R, well, why does he start with F-O-R? Well, because he had just said, hey, I called upon the Lord. He's worthy to be praised, and I'm saved from my enemies. In light of all this, he says, For, this is what happened to me. The waves of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. Verse 6, the cords of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. So he starts off here with verse 5 with death and he ends verse 6 with death. He was being uh, chased after. <clears throat> and, and the idea of waves is literally the ideas of like a breaker. You know, if you're ever at the beach and see the um, waves breaking over the seashore, it's that idea that these recurring waves and these uh, breaking waves were coming against him. There were so many uh, people, situation, circumstance that were trying to kill David. And he literally says that they encompassed me, which means surrounded me. They were surrounded me, trying to come against me. And he said the torrents of destruction, you know, a torrent is just like a, a stream out of control. He said this was just flowing against me. That torrents of fluxions, uh, destructions were overwhelming me. Now, that destruction is really interesting because it's the Hebrew word Belial. Belial. Okay? So I just want to point out a couple of things with this because it's really interesting. Uh, in the time of Hebrew, this really wasn't viewed as a, a proper name per se. When you look at it now, it often is. You know, people refer to it as a name. Well, the reason is uh, when this word was translated in the Greek form, the Greeks 
used it as a name for the devil. And you see that in the Dead Sea Scrolls. And in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians 6.15, <laughs> Satan himself is given this name. It's described in this way. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? So the torrents of destruction of Belial. But just what the word means, I think, is probably even more uh, insightful for us. You know what the word means? Belial? Yeah, yeah, it's used as a name later on for the wicked one for Satan like that. And it does, by extension, carry the idea of wickedness. But it actually derived from two words that means this. Without profit, worthlessness. Worthlessness. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like worthless? Have you ever felt like what you are doing is of no value, of no count? And that which you are doing is not having any, any impact whatsoever? He's saying that death had surrounded me that torrents of worthlessness were overwhelming me. Now, you got to remember, David had been anointed as king, and he knew what the Lord had said about him, but it was a long period of time from the time that he was anointed a king until he ascended to king. And then also, as he's, when he is king, there's all these things that happen where death comes against him. And even as king, that just torrents overflowing streams of worthlessness overwhelmed him. Then he says this, the cords of Sheol. The cords of Sheol? What's a cord? <laughs> well, he actually says about this under 16th Psalm, that the cords of death encompass me and <clears throat> the terrors of Sheol come against me. That's what the 116th Psalm says. The cords idea of being of uh, uh, the ropes, the things that will bind you of Sheol surrounded me. He surrounded again. So notice, waves of death encompassed me, surrounded about him. Sixth verse, the cores of Sheol surround him, and the snares of death confronted me. So he's being surrounded. He's being uh, ensnared by death. And he says, literally, the cords of Sheol are surrounding him, getting ready to bind him. So begs the question, what? What is Sheol? Yeah, we see that throughout Scripture, it's, it's literally the idea of the underworld. And in the Old Testament and the Hebrew usage of it, it is uh, the, the, the abode of the dead. And quite often we think, well, the wicked dead. Well, ultimately it is. But at the time, okay, before the Lord Jesus Christ came, everyone who died went to Sheol. And you were either in the bosom of Abraham Okay, in the bosom of Abraham, now there's debate over this, right? You can imagine. In the bosom of Abraham, or you were not. Okay, you were in a place of, of torment that was for the wicked and for those who did not believe. You actually uh, see that bosom of Abraham with Jesus in a, in a parable kind of thing that he gives. But it's the place of the dead. Now, when Jesus rose from the dead, I believe that he uh, cleared out the bosom of Abraham. And now, when someone dies, they go to the place of the dead. People say, well, that's hell. That's the lake of fire. Well, not yet, because the lake of fire is the judgment for those that will be judged and that do not believe and will be cast into the lake of fire. So they're not there yet. But they're in a place of judgment. They're in a place of torment. Okay? They're there. And, but those who believe no longer go to Sheol. That's not the place of the dead, because those who are true believers are not described as being dead. They're described as being asleep. Because their spirits are with the Most High God, and they are part of what God said, I am the God of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They're still alive. We'll still be alive. 
the day will come when we will be joined with our glorified resurrected body. So David is saying this, hey, this stuff was coming against me. The waves of death encompassed me. The torrents, the destruction of worthlessness, worthlessness was just overwhelming me. The cores of Sheol were literally there to bind me up and take me into the netherworld, take me into the underworld for those who are dead, and the snares of death confronted me. Boy, that's a tough situation, isn't it? I'll give you a hint what the next verse says. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. <laughs> yay, yay. Well, anyway, I'm Dale. Hey, 2 Samuel 22, 4 through 5. Go read it. See what the Lord says to you. I'll see you later.